Hello, welcome to Unlimited Boundaries with Officer B. I'm going to talk with Jeffrey Deval, and I'm going to let her join in in just a moment. And as soon as she joins in, she's going to come back in with her name. I know I've not recorded a podcast in quite some time, but I miss it. And I'm going to enjoy this conversation. So please, everyone, welcome. Hey, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. What about yourself? I'm doing great. So, hi everybody. This is Javish Kardukovo, and you are listening to the thoughts behind the smile. Today, I will be having a special guest. His name is Lester Bailey, and I met Lester through a mutual friend. And ever since then, we have been aligned. We have been connected. <laughs> we have been through many ups and downs. But first and foremost, I do know that Lester is an amazing person, in and out. And I'm going to have him talk a little about himself. Oh, that! thank you very much for the intro. <laughs> and I love being able to come in and talk about myself. Well, I'm a male, and I have fun in my life. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about. Let's, <laughs> so... How? What is the subject that would you would like to talk about today? How would? How does that help us out? So today we will be talking about vulnerability. <laughs> yes, the the dictionary says that vulnerability is the quality of the state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. And I wanted to 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 have like a deep discussion about vulnerability and where you stand with vulnerability. Is it a benefit for you? Is it negative for you? How were you able to have vulnerability for both sides? Like for me specifically, vulnerability it it it's it's something that always happens. <laughs> but it also seems like it's a reoccurring pattern as long like when you are needed to grow in a situation. So being vulnerable to God for one situation or being vulnerable to like a significant other in order for you guys to grow within your relationship. So it kind of seems like vulnerability takes you to a place that you have to be submissive, not submissive, but like surrender Mm -hmm. in order for yourself to like really grow. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on vulnerability and how, how it affected you. How were you able to grow or did it affect you negatively? Well, for me, being vulnerable is really important part of yourself. Sometimes people call it like a meekness. But when you're standing up in front of so many people and it's like standing on stage for the first time. And we all know that everybody has that nervousness about being on stage for the first time. But you have to submit to the things that are around you because sometimes you have perfect control with everything in your life, you know, you just stand there and you're telling people, I can do this except for if you're standing in an area which you don't know what to do next. And I find out that's like a learning experience for me when you can sit up there and let someone know I'm not the best at everything that I do. There are times when I'm in that sheltered look and I hold myself down and I let someone teach me the way. I'm being in a vulnerable state to someone because I know that it's an asset. It's not a liability to me, liability to me, but it's a true asset because 
If you don't know something and you want to learn something, you have to be able to teach someone or be the learner. You know, we all like to be the one in charge, but sometimes walking behind somebody that, that you know that's a great leader or uh-huh. you know, walking with somebody that's a great leader or you just happen to be that leader and someone wants to learn the best thing from you, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable state. So I always believe that vulnerability has its place with everything that we do because you get better at it. So that way you won't be as vulnerable the next time around. Mm, I like that. I like that. So can you say that vulnerability has a lot to do with uh, God's presence within your life and God wanting to push you to, to be like a better person? Well, you know it. It does. When, when you look at yourself, you know that you're not better than God. <laughs> Anybody that thinks that they're better than God, God has a way of knocking you down and showing you what the vulnerability would be to life. You know, I love people who try to make clones of everything today and they, they're playing like they're a God. But in all honesty, there's nothing you do without God. So when you finally submit to his will, that vulnerability comes out and you start to listening and you start working your way right. But when you think that you're at the top of your game and only God, you know, the God that you don't believe in or the God that is real for me shows up, you find out that uh, you better submit quickly. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> it might just hurt. It, I believe so. Um, I also have another question because... A lot of the time when I speak to different people, whether it's men, women, even children sometimes, uh, I find like a common denominator that vulnerability is kind of like a scarce place for people. Mm -hmm. Like they're afraid to be in that position, whether I believe it has to do with pride. Like they're too prideful. They don't feel like their friends are doing it. Or, you know, they feel like as an adult, it's hard to be vulnerable to like your children. And you know, even if your children are saying what the right things, mm-hmm. do you feel that pride has like a big place into it, which is why a lot of people can't be, can't surrender or they can't get to that level of vulnerability in order for them to grow. I believe it is pride. Pride is one, but I believe it's more fear. You know, everybody, mm-hmm has a certain fear that they build up in themselves. And if they fear that if you let your guards down, somebody's going to take advantage of you instead of standing up there and understanding that is always a learning curve. You know, when you face everything and run, you know that you can't be vulnerable because you just don't know what side do you really hold on to. But when you face everything and rise, you say, you know what? I can do this. I know that I can. I can show my child the way. But most of the time, it's our fears that get in our way. And that's why we don't succeed in the areas in which we're best suited. Um, (laughs) That's such a great thought. That's such a great, 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 great thought. I had an experience about vulnerability. I had a few experiences about vulnerability Mm -hmm. where I had to be vulnerable. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't believe it was fear. It was, I think mine had to do with pride, but it might have to, like, maybe like 30% had to do with fear. Mm -hmm. Because at one point 
And I do know that I was just like, why do I have to do that? Like, mm -hmm. that, you know, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, mm -hmm. why do I have to be vulnerable when I feel like I was very communicative? Like, my communication was on point. Or I feel like everything that I was doing was just accurate. And I believe I had to change my mindset. <laughs> Clear the crap. <laughs> <laughs> to change my mindset and the way I thought and try to attack that situation differently in order for me to really understand and really take vulnerability to be a positive aspect. Because for a very long time, I did think about vulnerability as like a weakness in a way, kind Ooh. of like crying or consistently crying in a way. Now, that's kind of funny because you would make it sound like if you're crying that you're that that gives a point of vulnerability. I remember sitting on the streets for the first time because I worked as a former you know, police officer. Being uh -huh. in the streets, when I first got there, I was, you know, I was full of piss and vinegar. I'm like, shoot, I can handle anything. <laughs> <laughs> and my pride says that I can handle anything. And then all of a sudden, that first job showed up. And I watched myself stand there looking at someone and all of a sudden that that chill came over me. You know how you get that chill? It's like, is this something that's just not right here? You're not used to it. Mm, yes. And you're like, your pride gets in the way because it is strong, right? It says, stupid, go on out there. <laughs> you know, the guy, <laughs> the guy was shooting and where was my gun when this guy was shooting? It was in my holster. So if my holster is the first thing that is standing up there and I didn't take the gun out, my stupid pride said, oh, yeah, you can handle this. But, uh, duh, <laughs> you better turn around and put that pride to the side and start to listening and learning about what your next step is. Sometimes we you know how we all get in our way. Uh -huh. And I guess as you said it and, you know, you told our audience here that. It, it was pride that started you, but where did you make the change in your life? Where I had to change my mindset. How I so? had to tackle it. I had to tackle it in a different point of view. And I noticed when there's a lot of clashing in my life, whether it has to be with like friendships, relationships, or even like my communication skills with anybody that I have. I honestly have to take the step back and say, okay, if it's not working this way, it has to work another way. So let me change the way I'm thinking, look at it in their point of view, and try to figure out like a common denominator or a common interest in being compromising with one another in order for us to really get through the solution. And that required me to change my mindset because two wrongs don't make a right. So if I think I'm right and you think you're right, we're not getting nowhere. <laughs> we're not getting nowhere. So one of us really has to surrender or really take the time to change their mindset to really be like, okay, look, I, I believe I'm right. And I know you believe you're right, but I need to know why you believe you're right. I need to take the time to really understand your point of view and what's going on in your head, in your mind. And I have to change my mindset and change the way I am thinking in order for us to get through this situation. Mm -hmm. Because I value you as a person as well as I value your opinion. Mm. 
And see, that, that's where it's really interesting because you change with your mindset of adding value to someone. And uh-huh. it had nothing to do with your vulnerability, but your mindset put a certain value on the person that you were around and uh-huh. what you needed to see. And that's really good because we know every day we have to fight for our different successes in life. You know, sometimes you don't realize that with your, if you don't mind a shift in your the way that you think, and that's really important. If you don't mind that shift, but that shift introduces what? Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be willing to make that shift. But why do you think that we're so afraid to make that shift? Uh, I feel like society, to be honest with you, social media, society, culture, backgrounds, uh, differences, a lot of a lot of it has to do with your surroundings, your environment, Mm -hmm. because like for me, um, something like my culture background, we don't back down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We don't back down. For anybody who for everybody who's listening, I am from a Haitian descent. You understand? And for history, we were the first African-American to get our independence. So we had we fight. And I wholeheartedly believe that might be another topic (laughs) that things like that definitely trickles down from generation to generation. So being very stern, a very, you know, assertive of certain things and understanding that, you know, not wanting to back down or feeling not feeling entitled, but feeling like, you know, I might be right for a certain situation, and if I back down, it's like I lose a self of me. I feel like that that has a lot to do with it, as mm-hmm. well as in other culture backgrounds where, you know, the parents is always right. So if the parent says it's this, that means it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like in marriages and arranged marriages, you know, the children has no, they can't say anything. They can't stick up for themselves, say, hey, I don't want to marry this person. You know, it's kind of like too bad. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like pride has a lot to do with it, with standing your ground when you're able to speak up. And it falls into like a lot of things, like even American culture, it's freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. I have a right to say what I want to say, how I say it. True. That is mm-hmm. very true. Mm, I love this interesting conversation. So what else you have for me? <laughs> times work I mean in life I remember being that first guy that wants to talk to this girl for the first time in my life and you're prideful because you know I can get this girl I can talk to her it is no problem at all she should be my girlfriend tomorrow and you find out as soon as you go to her and you open your mouth because of that pride sitting up there I have the right words I got this magic talk She's just going to fall in my into my arms. And you get a whooping. Because the girl doesn't like you. The girl kind of looks at you and asks you the question, like, what are you talking about and why are you talking to me? So you learn how to kind of humble yourself because you struck out. And most guys have struck out, you know, their very first time because they knew who she was 
or maybe she was just that pretty. And you walked up and you wanted to say something, but your mouth would not go with you. And I, I remember that first time of being able to do that because I can still tell you even years later what the first girl looked like, how she talked to me, and she made me feel that I should never ever have another girlfriend in my lifetime because she was so bad. And my feelings got so hurt. And that's a problem with vulnerability because if somebody hurts your feelings, it's hard to get back in there again until you can rebuild yourself up. So she, she beat me down. You know, my, in fact, my first couple uh, asked beat me down until I learned, you know, okay, all right, let, let me build up a little something, something. Let me practice how I say hi. You know, and, you know, the first time you walk up there and you got that girl and you're like, hi, <clears throat> I mean, hi, how are you? <laughs> and that that was kind of funny because I didn't know what that was. So as we're going around, I mean, that was just one situation of vulnerability and how I was caught. The second one was learning English. I'm talking about to write it, to speak it, to use it. Well, I had a teacher, of course, you know, because I knew everything at the time. And this is how the pride comes up and stupidity even stands more in front of that. And the teacher looked at me and she says, write me a paragraph. So no problem. I start writing a paragraph. And she tells me, like like you have in my past, that's a run on sentence. <laughs> that's not a paragraph. That's just something that you need to do. So I had to learn to go back and say, okay, these are skills that I don't have that are my best. Let me learn from you and let me go back and make the adjustments. So making those adjustments kind of teach you that vulnerability. Like I'm scared to to let it happen, but I know enough through personal development is to stay persistent with something. And it's okay if you put your guards down as you're learning. Once I have it, now I try not to go back to that pride state and say, I got this. I don't need to hear from you because, again, now I may not learn anything else. I'm, I just learn how to stand there and stay stupid for a little while. <laughs> so let's go back to the first comment that you said, how you'll walk up to someone and yeah. she <laughs> and she basically just knocked down your whole confidence. You're vulnerable. Like oh. she made you vulnerable. Yes, you did. So <laughs> was there like a situation where it was just like a mutual like a mutual vulnerability it wasn't kind of like I it wasn't kind of like she felt like she was bigger than you or better than you it was mostly like you know I like you you like me but we're both we we're both afraid to be vulnerable with each other have you ever been in a situation like that that's your first date both of you are <laughs> it was your first date for both of you all you know how you go out you want to talk to him and he wants to talk to you and you want to go out on a date. But it's like for the woman, basically, how do I dress? How do I look? How's my hair? How's how is my grooming? The guy is like, of course. All right. Will she like me? How much will she like me? Will she like me at all? And you kind of both go back and forth and you're not sure whether you should have that first date. And I remember that first date that I had with Darlene and Darlene you know, just kind of looked at me. She had the longest, prettiest hair. She was cute. She had it all. But she liked me. I liked her. But, you know, neither one of us knew we liked each other. So you go through the fumbling of words and what have you until you can build up a uh, conversation. 
And once we built up that conversation, then of course we felt we felt better. We're still vulnerable because we just didn't know how each other was going to react. <laughs> once you got that reaction, now you, you learn you, you kind of build up a little courage. So where do you where do you say the courage really comes from? Because we we talked about vulnerability, we talked about God's presence within vulnerability, we talked about the negative, we talked about the positive vulnerability. So in resolution, we went through the steps, and then we talked. We're about to go into the the courage. So where do you think courage really comes from when you leave from a state of vulnerability? So how do you get that? courage that you need in order for you to be able to accept vulnerability as a positive aspect in order as a positive aspect in life in order for you to move on and grow practice is one of the biggest things that always helps us out the more often that we practice anything we get better at it you know if you practice if you practice doing things wrong all the time you get better at doing things wrong all the time <laughs> but if you practice doing things right you start to building up a confidence because you know okay this worked here and that worked over there so now i know when i'm walking up to that girl and saying hey how are you i can use that because i've built up that confidence of keep practicing saying the right thing instead of saying the wrong thing or doing the right thing instead of doing the wrong thing i kept practicing that until i got better at it and confidence slowly builds up the more often that you practice any skill that you have. Um, confidence. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I confidence. How long did it take you to get into that transition? Because I know for me, I think I was still rolling my eyes at the whole vulnerability thing. <laughs> <laughs> Catching the attitude, like, ugh, do I really got to be vulnerable? Like, ugh. But, you know, I think a lot of the times when it comes to confidence, it's just swallowing your pride and, you know, just taking that leap or saying that first thing to be like, hey, you know, I like you or hey, you know, I could do this if I'm speaking at an event, you know, I could do this. Or, you know, just taking the time to really analyze the situation and really be like, um, this is going to work out for my benefit. Well, as you learn to humble yourself, that vulnerability moment, it teaches you what you what you think that you're the best at. Because you can be just as prideful and you get out there and someone puts you right there in a uncomfortable situation. And as soon as you're in that uncomfortable situation, it teaches you automatically where you're not the best at. You walk around to people and you're like, I can do this, but would you walk to a doctor and tell a doctor, hey, listen, why don't you just give me the scalpel and I'll go ahead and do the surgery? <laughs> you know, if that's I think, not I, think I said that to one. <laughs> <laughs> if that's I not your like six. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this. But see, you built it up by people being around you who had that courage, who had that thing of letting you know you can do it. But when you found out that you're not the best at it, or when you found out that there's more to it than what you thought, you started changing your life. And what that, how did that change affect you when you learned that someone else was better at something than you? How did that change your life? Mm, I think it put a lot of things in perspective. Because, 
Yeah, I think it was just like, oh, I, I thought I was good at that, but I guess I'm not. Let me, you know, let me work harder. Let me, let me practice more. Let me take the time to really understand that they, there will be somebody better than me. Mm. So I guess that's called that personal development. Is that what where we got? Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's funny. You are what you think. And Napoleon Hills basically stated that, and Earl Nightingale echoed it by letting people know that your thoughts are things and everything that you start thinking is it. Well, when you think that you are the number one, you know, some people will say when you know that you're the sugar, honey, iced tea, mm-hmm. and you find out that you are not just that person, you kind of get it. <laughs> There's a, um, a track runner out there by the name of Hussein Bolt. He thought he was the fastest person here on earth. And yet a woman comes several years later and she beats his record. Now, does that not say that he's still the fastest man? Yes. You know, or the fastest person. He has to understand that on any given day, someone else may be better than you. Any given day. So how do you overcome that is that you humble yourself, you get vulnerable and understand that you have to go back to the drawing board and keep working that until you become better. But once somebody beats you one time at something, it always makes, puts you on alert, right? <laughs> you got me this time. <laughs> There's a chance somebody can do this again. What would I get? What is it that I would give to make sure that I don't fall back into that position? Yes. That, that, that gets you. Yes, 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 it really does. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, well, this was such a great conversation, Lester, and I thank you for taking the time to talk on my podcast, The Thoughts Behind Your Smile, and taking the time to really break down vulnerability and the negative and the positive and the pride and the solutions mm-hmm. and how God's how God's purpose is placed on vulnerability. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you inviting me on to your show. You know, I, I, I love being here because there's always something behind the smile. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we can always grow when we take time to learn how each other really thinks. It's all about developing ourselves in a special way. And I really appreciate you giving me the time to be able to talk with you because this is where it makes fun. This is why my show is always called Unlimited Boundaries because we yes. know that we can always build up where we are, where we failed and not worry about our vulnerability because it serves us also. Oh, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, I look forward to having you back on the show. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait. Oh, thank you again. And this the show is also sponsored by Clear the Crab Kit. And when you get the chance, please visit the website at www.clearthecrabkit.com. And it's about awareness. It's about being aware of your mental state, your mental health, and understanding where you are right now and where you are trying to be. Not trying, because if you're trying, you're not doing. <laughs> where you would like to be in the future and what your goals and what your aspiration is and living on purpose and being able to live within your gifts that you have. So please visit the website at 
crabkit.com. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Always sometime. And we will, I will see you later. Again, we thank you for coming to the Unlimited Boundary Show. Please leave your comments. Let me know what you're thinking. Let's see if this conversation about vulnerability really resonated with you. And again, this comes to you through clearthecrapkit.com. See you soon. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye-bye for now.